6: with your host, John Rush. All right, happy
0: Thursday, everyone. Welcome, Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And uh, let me bring up Dr. Kelly Victory as she's joining us, as she typically does on Thursdays. Dr. Kelly, how are you?
4: Hey, I'm well, John. Thanks for having me, as always. These weeks seem to fly
0: (sighs) by. Don't they, though? It just seems like we talked yesterday, and I mean that sincerely. It's just like one week to the next to the next. Speaking of all of that, folks, I should say this as well. Uh, Producer Ann, since last week, did a great job updating the website. There's actually a new page for Dr. Kelly, even kind of lining things out a little easier for you to go back and listen to some of the key things we have been discussing for the past couple of years and credentials and resources and things you can go to and so on. So, Dr. Kelly, we updated your page on our site. For all of you listening, that's rushtoreason.com. And so much to talk about, Dr. Kelly, mainly because I had a caller a couple of weeks ago say, you need to read the book from Steve, Steve Dace the Fourth Reich. And I thought, well, you know, why not? It's a, I got an audible. I'm driving back and forth every day. I got plenty of time. Why not? Well, here's my only problem, Dr. Kelly, and my wife can attest to this. Every single time I got out of the car from driving home listening to that, I'm just madder and madder and madder because it's just a... Total reinforcement of all the things we've been discussing the past two plus years, and all of the literal evil that was foisted upon mankind through you know that that long event that in in a lot of ways is still going on today. It's just maddening. I, I know we knew it was going on, and I know you and I and Steve were talking a lot about it, but it's still maddening.
4: No, I I agree with you wholeheartedly, John. And uh, the way I've been feeling about this is that. Although the pandemic is, is behind us, yeah, right. and absolutely, from a scientific and medical perspective, there's this lingering sense of, of really dread and, I think, overwhelming uh, heaviness, if you will, as more and more people are starting to realize, ourselves included, uh just the levels to which people in the government, uh, people at the highest levels of different industries went to exact this, uh, this disaster on the American people and the, around the globe. Um, I would have honestly three years ago, I would never have imagined in my wildest dreams that this level of nefarious intent, this level of evil, of greed, of corruption, mm-hmm. of fraud, could ever have happened in my lifetime. Me neither. Honestly. Uh, you know, we, we gave, I certainly held people accountable from the very beginning for things that were medical facts. And I said, these people aren't making mistakes. They're being disingenuous when they suggest things like face masks or social distancing and all of that. But what we're talking about here, John, is something that is so far deeper. This is about a level of corruption and greed, and again, evil. I use yep. that word That's not lightly. No, it it's is. No, I'm glad you're saying that. That
0: you are, you are, Dr. Kelly. You know, not to interrupt, but you are, you are spot on is something I wanted to reinforce. And while you and I and Steve did a lot, and, and I know we did a lot, and we talked about a lot of things, and there were some unknowns, although we had everything pretty well dialed in. I don't think there's really anything that we were off on at all. And the only thing I have any regrets over, Dr. Kelly, is probably, well, not probably, my only regret is not standing up for more of what we knew was the principles of what we should have been doing all along, including people forcing us to wear masks, social distance, a lot of those different things. We should have even been louder than we were.
4: Well, I agree with you. And the problem is this was allowed to happen, John, because People didn't stand up yep. and just say, not only no, but hell no. Yep. No, you are not closing our schools. You are not closing our churches. You are not mandating us. You can. You know, the CDC, by the way, just so everybody knows, the CDC is not a legislative body. They don't make laws. They can give recommendations up one side and down the other. It is They did not close the schools. Anthony Fauci is right in that. He recommended it. And then it was the school boards that made that decision. It yep. was politicians and people at the local level and at the federal level who made those decisions, and people went along with it. I hope, if we have learned nothing else, it's that the only way out of this, the only way to avoid full-blown tyranny, is to stand up and say, yep. absolutely not.
0: Yep. No, you, you are... You are dead set right. And, and again, I, I even said this a few days ago and, and really kind of in an apologetic way that while we did a lot and I ranted and raved and spoke up against all sorts of things and we exposed the different things that were going on, uh, you know, on the same token, there were times where personally I probably sucked it up and wore a mask when I should have just not done it. I should have said, no, I'm not doing this. I mean, there were times where I complied and frankly, I shouldn't have.
4: No, and I, I agree, and I respect that. You know, I'm one who uh, was was born for civil disobedience. I never recommend, I never support violence, but civil disobedience doesn't need to be violent. Every single time I walked through the airport, wherever I was, and I flew every week during the height of the pandemic, I absolutely refused to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. I was, in many times, the DIA, the only unmasked person that i could see down any concourse i would be there for hours waiting for a flight mm-hmm. traveling from one concourse to another and saying i am not wearing a mask get a clue people yep. this is this is a psyop take your dang mask off Yep. Uh, and but when but you know how it was people were caught up in the frenzy of it and you couldn't even i couldn't even talk Make sense to people who absolutely scientifically know better. My own colleagues, I, I've said over and over, my own colleagues who are saying, well, you know, just to be safe, I'm saying, just to be safe from what? Right. What are you wearing a clove of garlic Safe from your the neck. authorities? Uh, safe from what? Exactly. You know, you string garlic and wear it around your neck because that has a better chance of warding yeah. off the respiratory virus right. than a face mask. And certainly is better than, than this concept of social distancing. And these things weren't just nuisances. It wasn't just an inconvenience, John. The important thing is people gave up civil liberties. Correct. They allowed the government to force them to do things that were nonsensical, absolutely not based in a lick of science and they folded. We folded. We allowed the government to to have our, shut down our businesses, our places of worship, our places of education, uh, all of these things, and we should never have allowed that. They don't have a right to do that, particularly when it isn't based on anything yep. that's scientific.
0: You are 100% correct. I've got a list of a few things really quick, not to you know, not to belabor this, but, again, I just sort of a reminder of all of what we've been through. And I think, again, just to reinforce the things you, I, Steve, and many other guests that I had on, by the way, were talking about through that time. And and again, we were giving out all sorts of information on a daily basis, really, to your point, to get people to understand what was really going on, to do some civil disobedience at times, to stand up for what they knew they needed to. But here's a few things that that I just sort of came up in my own mind. I didn't go through any lists. These are just different things that I came up with, and you could add a few things to this if you'd like. But here's some of the things that happened and some of the sayings that were there. It was on social media and other places, but these were some of the phrases, if you would, that we kept hearing during that time, Dr. Kelly. Stay home, save lives.
4: Right. It, because these are things... John, that it was they tried to use the propaganda. You know, this was all propaganda, but they couched it in the social, you know, the so, social justice. You know, they tried to shame people or guilt people. If you don't wear a mask, mm-hmm. because you're not a caring
0: person. Mm-hmm. That's if right. If you
4: don't stay home from work, it's because, you know, you don't care about others. If you don't socially distance, it's because you're self centered. Um, all of these things. It was a way to shame and ridicule people into something. And this isn't the first time in history This this really is the basis of the mob mentality. It's what we tell our children, by the way, we tell kids, don't fall prey to the pressure from the mob. Don't fall prey to You're the only one who doesn't want to smoke a cigarette or smoke pot or try, you know, drink. We tell people, we try to train children. Don't, Fall pray to that. Follow your own North Star. Mm-hmm. Follow your own morals and ethics and religious code. Don't allow the mob and the crowd to pressure you. Yet, what did all of the adults on the entire planet do? They followed the mob. Mm-hmm. They followed the social pressure. We folded to it, and people, yep. instead of standing up, and again, I'm not, not suggesting that people, uh, you know, were, were violent or, or protest in any way that wasn't legal. I'm simply saying that we should have stood up said, thank you, but no. Yep. I'll take my own chances. Yep. I'll take my own risks. Uh, and thank you very much.
0: How about this one? We're all in this together, Dr. Kelly.
4: <laughs> as, as I as I used to say, well, we're all in the same storm, but we sure as hell aren't in the same boat. That's right, um,
7: exactly.
4: Because it because it was rules for thee, but not for me. Yep. Every which way you turn, yep. Every single day, you had a glaring example of hypocrisy of some politician. Standing up at the pulpit telling you to wear a mask, you to socially distance, you not to gather, you know, in groups, you not to celebrate Christmas or holidays or graduation, you know, these sorts of things, while at the same time they were doing it. It's no different, by the way. COVID is no different in that way from anything else. These are the same people who lecture you on a daily basis about decreasing your carbon footprint as they, you know, board their private jet to fly across, you know. The, the pond. Um, you know, these are people. It was rules for thee, but yep. not for me.
0: That's right. The other one that bugged me to no end that I did talk about this one. Well, I talked about all these things publicly, but this one especially because it just bothered me. Given the fact that I felt like every job was important and everybody was out there doing their best, and some folks couldn't do what they wanted to do because their businesses were shut down. But the one that still, still to this day, chaps my hide. And sorry, because I know you're, you were quote unquote one of these front line workers i kept saying dr kelly everybody that had a job was a frontline worker how did you know people in restaurants in the grocery store and and healthcare become the frontline workers
4: oh i agree with you as far as i'm concerned my minister is a frontline worker there you go okay there there are people who were really important who were sidelined and the government gets to decide remember by the way do you remember the days at least you know in california where you'd walk into a big box store that was miraculously allowed to be open while right, the mom and pop right. stores weren't. But there were certain things they weren't allowed to sell. They would coordinate <laughs> exactly, off
0: exactly. Uh, well, like, like that area what, had, had something, you know, non-sterile or something about it that you know you weren't allowed to shop in there, but you could shop everywhere else. I mean, we did some of the out, most outrageous, stupidest things you could ever. You know, nothing that made any common sense whatsoever, Doctor Kelly.
4: No, and, and the issue here, and the, the bigger point that I would make to all of our listeners is that it is the mandate of public health to consider the impact of any particular mitigation scheme. I don't care if it's masking, social distancing, lockdowns, school closures, whatever it is. They have to consider what is the impact going to be on the entire public, mm. on the health of the entire public, not just COVID. You know, you, and when I say their health, I don't just mean physical health. It's spiritual health, right. economic health, right. psychological health. So, if you, for example, if you enact a lockdown in order to to decrease, you know, to, to flatten the curve and to try to control COVID uh, cases, and in so doing, you set off a supply chain disaster that results in the starvation of a quarter of a million children worldwide. You have failed yep. at public health. That's right. If you do a school shutdown with the hope of saving five teachers from getting COVID and you end up driving millions of children to substance abuse, depression, and anxiety, you have failed yep. at public health.
0: That's
2: right. Okay? If you shut correct.
4: down hospitals and, and, and clinics, and as a result, people don't get screening exams, mammograms, colonoscopies, follow-up for their diabetes, and people die from that, you have Failed at public health. Yep. Right. You cannot. Public health doesn't focus on a singular disease. In this case, COVID, and everything else would be damned. They're supposed to look at the big picture, yep. and they failed.
0: You're right, hundred percent. All right, we're going to be right back. Questions, by the way, for Doctor Kelly. I should have started off that way, but if you want a question uh, answer, just give us a text, and I'll get that handled. 307. 22. We'll be right back. Absolute electrical heating and air is coming up next. Anything you need when it comes to your HVAC or electrical, give them a call today. They'd love to help you out. 720 526 0231.
8: Absolute technicians, listen first. 1,300 Google reviews at 4.9 stars is proof that you can trust.
6: I'm Isaac. I'm the service manager here at Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. At Absolute, we pride ourselves on advising as opposed to telling. We don't do any repairs without talking to the customer first. So we always want clients to know what's going on, understand what we're saying, and make an educated decision for what they would like to do in their home to their HVAC equipment. We always like to set the table for what the client can expect while while we are in their home. So that makes the homeowner comfortable with who's in their home. And it also helps us to communicate what we're recommending and why we're recommending it. We pride ourselves on high-level communication.
8: Make sure you are heard. Work with professionals that listen. Schedule with Absolute Electrical Heating and Air now at 720-526-0231 or visit klzradio.com slash Absolute today.
1: For quality and service beyond compare. Absolute electrical, heating, and air.
0: All right, for all of your mortgage needs, give Kurt Rogers, my good friend, a call today. He'd love to help you out with whatever you need. Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500.
5: Thinking rates are too high to buy a home? Wish they were in the threes or fours? Well, your wait is over. Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With a 321 buy-down, you can now purchase a home at 3.193% first year, 4.913% second, 5.913 5.913 the third, and the remaining years at 6.913 with an APR of 6.985. If rates go down, refinance and save even more. On a $400,000 loan, your monthly payment would be over $748 a month or less the first year, $511 the second, $262 the third, with a total savings of over $18,000. Before you buy, take AIM, 720 895 500. 3 to 1 buy downs available up to 95% loan to value.
6: Be ready for the sunniest time of the year. Start planning for solar now. Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners gives you the option to defer payments on your solar energy system for 18 months. And at the same time you can immediately begin reaping the rewards of solar energy by banking up credits. Starting the process now means that you can use your fully installed and finished solar panels during the sunniest time of the year. You still immediately reap rewards even if you don't defer any payments because the payments you are currently making will never increase on you and will eventually be paid off. Getting solar now means that you are no longer throwing away your money every month by forking it over to the power companies that's likely going to raise your rates anyway. Alan's top priority is saving you money and getting you ready now for the benefit of financially secure energy future. Call Alan Davis at Solar Energy Partners now to set up a consolation appointment. 303-378-7537. 303-378-7537. Or visit klzradio.com slash sun. No liberal media bias here. This is Rush to Reason.
0: All right, we are back. Dr. Kelly Victory, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. I do appreciate it. Very much. Uh, Dr. Kelly got several different text messages, by the way, on uh, what we just got done talking about. One of them asking, how did you not get thrown out of DIA? I was walked out by DPT three times, DBT I should say, three times for not wearing a mask and had to drive to my destination. Also got thrown out of Costco several times and also Lifetime Fitness. So how did you get by with that?
4: (laughs) I don't know, maybe it was, maybe it was an aura that I put off. There Um, you go. um, (laughs) I don't, I, I can't say I walked with absolute determination, my head up and, uh, and I don't know, I guess maybe I dodged, dodged that bullet, but, um, I did it as much as possible in as many stores as possible. I certainly got reprimanded on airplanes. Uh, dozens yep. of times yep. uh, for taking the mask off and for uh, God forbid wearing it below my nose. Oh yes, um, but as much as possible, I did it uh, really as a because it was my subtle way of just sort of showing them this is silliness. And now the reality is, hopefully everybody has has understood, even if you were an early believer in the mask. Uh, Now that the Cochrane Report has come out, and the Cochrane Review, Cochrane Review has always been considered really the, you know, the gold standard uh, for these sorts of literature reviews. They looked at 78 studies, and not 78 studies, John, that were done during the COVID pandemic, but they looked at studies going back to the early 2000s, and they support exactly what I've said from the beginning, which is that we've always known, we've known for decades, that masks don't stop the spread of respiratory viruses. Right. There's no reason to think that they would, uh, and so I talk these things that I'm not quite as generous as others who say that a lot of mistakes were made uh, in public health. I don't think these were mistakes. No, I don't either. I think they were lies. That's I think right. They were lies, and there's a difference.
0: I agree with you 100. I think they
4: lied and, and there's a big there's yep. a big difference.
0: And then I got another text message in, too. Let's not forget about all of the frontline essential workers shaming us all over social media with their, their dances and their little attacks on us, if you would. Uh, I, you know, again, were, were, was that unintentional or were those just flat-out intentional lies that were going on? I'm with you, Dr. Kelly.
4: Well, I think the people, those frontline workers, those, you know, nurses p- posting those absolutely abhorrent TikTok videos, you know, dance videos, wearing their PPE, you know, gear, and w- while, while we we're supposed to be led to believe that the hospitals were overrun and drowning with, with right. patients and couldn't stay, you know, couldn't keep up. Um, I don't think they realized just how um, how complicit they were in this whole thing. I don't think they realized... The rest of the world is locked inside. You are feeling good about yourself because you're that very important frontline worker, uh, don't you know, Who's and and everyone's lauding you and putting up billboards thanking you, while meanwhile the rest of people are are really, really stuck not being able, in many cases, to even earn a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think those folks realize it. I think the powers that be, however, were laughing, um, their heads off watching it, saying, look at these fools. Uh, we have these people. This was, it was absolute puppetry. They were pulling the, you know, it was Anthony Fauci's and NIH and CDC and FDA and the highest levels of government, uh, politicians all around the country who were pulling the marionette strings, uh, and just getting us to dance. They'd, they'd say junk. We'd say yep. how high. Yep. Uh, and, and I think that it's, it, it, people who gave into it and who participated in it should be really, really embarrassed. I think if you were one of those people on one of those TikTok videos, uh, I'd hope you were hiding your face at this point and thinking, how the heck am I gonna do my best to get that, you know, off of every social media account?
0: Yep. The other thing too, and this and is something I want to talk about as well, but i got a text message in it, so it goes hand in hand. Worse is the laws that have been put in place validating lockdowns a young generation young generations think this is a norm, a trade off of rights where common good is honorable, and I kept saying all the way through COVID, people have literally given up their rights for safety, which is never how this country was intended to be, but yet that's where we are today. Question I have for you, Dr. Kelly, how do we reverse that? Because I agree, I think we've got now this whole, you know, populace, majority of, I hate to say it is, a majority of people that feel like, oh, keep me safe and I'll give you whatever you want. That is not the way we're supposed to do it.
4: I, I agree with you, and this is—I'm not sure that we can ever get back to where we started. This country was founded on the concepts of self-determination, self-reliance, personal accountability, uh, and we have now two generations of people who have led to believe that it really is all for the common good, and it really is all about community. If I hear one more person say, including people in public health, "Well, if we saved just one life," I, for the and you shouldn't I have put them on the a ventilator segment.
0: when they didn't need it. You should have given them ivermectin and, and hydroxychloroquine when you wouldn't. You should have not given them, you know, run run near, death is here, whatever, you know, remdesivir, you know, you know what I'm saying there. I, I, you know, you get my drift, Dr. Kelly. Bottom line, they can all say that, but yet they were the cause of a lot of people dying.
4: Well, absolutely. And, but as I said in the last segment, John, public health's job is not to save one life. I hate to break it to you. No, it's it not. It is not to save one life. True. Any more than a commander or a general in a war can say, "We are, you know, not going to do this mission or that mission because we can save one life." That is not how the, public health. And unfortunately, the reality, the harsh reality of war and of, of health crises, is that we need to rally around protect as many people as possible protect the people who are at the highest risk and let everybody else get about their business you cannot when you harm people we harmed far far more people than we helped by school closures lockdowns mask wearing and all of this silliness far more people were harmed than were ever saved And again, way more people were harmed by the failure to use early treatments that we had uh, available to us, safe, readily accessible, inexpensive drugs that we could have used. Instead, we foisted everybody into the hospital. People were were forced to take remdesivir when they didn't even want it. Uh, Medicare At $3,000 a shot, by the way. Oh yes, and Medicare paid paid twenty percent more for the entire hospitalization if the person got and got remdesivir. death of air. Oh, oh, oh it is, the levels of fraud here yep. um, are so deep that yep. truly I think my biggest concern at this point is how we are ever going to get the public to trust us again in public health, to trust Good the point. healthcare system. I I get emails and texts and calls hundreds a week from people saying. I don't know what to do. I need a doctor, and I don't trust anyone anymore. I don't want to go to the doctor. I don't want to go to the hospital. We're we're in a real bind now.
0: I agree. I I agree. One of the things along those lines too. That and I want to make sure that we. We clarify this for everybody. I know a lot of my listeners understand this. We get new listeners that come in, and some folks may just be listening for the first time today. If you are, thank you. We have Dr. Kelly Victory on most every Thursday for this first hour. We've been doing this now for a very long time, by the way, and we appreciate each and every one of you that do tune in. But one of the things, Dr. Kelly, that I want to make sure that you you are very clear on it, because I know you've talked about this in the past, the reason that we did not... Prescribe ivermectin, which, by the way, was one of this is one of the safest drugs on the planet. Very little side effect, if, if any. Very inexpensive to hand out. I mean, it's pennies on the dollar when it comes to what you can actually hand out per pill. Uh, dosage, you know, doesn't have to be that high, and it works. And it's still working, by the way. It worked as a prophylactic. It worked to cure people all the way through. The reason that was not allowed to be prescribed is because we could not have had vaccines and and a, and a uh, you know an emergency order on them had there been an actual cure for it or a treatment for which we had.
4: That's precisely correct. Uh, the stipulation to get emergency use authorization, you have to, number one, state that you have reason to believe that the, that the treatment is going to be effective, and number two, that there are no other available remedies or treatments out there. So if they they had acknowledged that, yes, hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and zinc and vitamin D and this cocktail drug is actually highly effective in treating COVID, they would never have been granted the emergency use authorization. They would have had to go through the full uh, extensive testing uh, process that most vaccines go through, and that takes years so they had to instead keep saying, no, 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 no ivermectin, no hydroxychloroquine, absolutely not. There's nothing else that works. You know, you need to stay home until you turn blue and then get to the mm-hmm. hospital as quickly as possible where we can give you a $3,000 dose of remdesivir. Um, it, you know, it was really, really problematic and the, the hundreds of doctors and there are, you know, there are hundreds and hundreds of doctors around the country who were using early treatment protocols, some you know some earlier in the pandemic than others, but ultimately many, many physicians did adopt this, and all of them can attest to the tremendous success. This yep. isn't just you know myself and a handful of other people now. We know that there are people who are doing this. We also know, by the way, that politicians were availing themselves of these medications you know under the table. Yep. Uh, they wouldn't do it publicly. Uh, you know, I have it on good authority that there are many, 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 people in Congress who were taking ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine uh, during the height of the pandemic, while at the same time they were fully aware um, of the the hit job, the propaganda job that was going on, as well as the fact that they were aware that state medical boards were sanctioning and threatening physicians who dared to use these medications. But when, you know, push comes to shove, these same Congress people on both. Both sides of the aisle, by the way, um, were certainly happy to be taking the medication and getting these medications for their family.
0: Yep. Yeah, it was it was really, again, and you said it earlier, it was a, you know, what what's best for me is not for thee sort of a thing. In other words, I'm going to do it my way, and I really don't care you know, whatever happens to everybody else out there. And there, again, I asked you this, you know, last week or the week before, I can't remember which, and that is, you know, how many of the actual high-level politicians and powers that be have actually even gotten the full vaccine versus some sort of a placebo? Because we know there was placebo out there because they used placebo in a lot of the trials and so on, which that's a whole other discussion we could spend probably an entire hour on and how botched those things were. So there's if there's anybody out there, by the way, listening, That thinks these injections are safe and thinks they went through all of the proper uh, protocols, if you would, to come out with those to market, Dr. Kelly. If there's anybody out there thinking that they did this the right way, um, I've got some swamp land down in Florida I'd love to talk to you about.
4: No, I I agree. And and I think everybody who's a regular listener knows by now, I am so Absolutely not a quote anti vaxxer. I have spent a good part of my career in medicine speaking and writing prolifically on the importance of vaccination, the importance of vaccine programs, uh, the fact that we have had uh, epidemics of things like measles, uh, you know, in this country as a result of failure to vaccinate. I've warned people about not, you know, getting lax about vaccination. But this vaccine was doomed to fail from the beginning. Yep, It was ill-conceived with the way it was. There's a reason we don't have, we've never had a successful vaccine for a coronavirus in the past. Coronaviruses simply mutate too quickly, and the idea of doing one based on the spike protein which was absolutely 100%, uh, you know, predicted to, to mutate and to do so very quickly. Mm-hmm. And then on top of it to use mRNA, which is fraught with problems. We have never had a safe mRNA vaccine in the past, not because scientists haven't worked on it. We've been working on that technology for well more than a decade. I was going to say a decade, and it decade has plus. Failed every- Oh, it's failed every single yep. time. Sometimes, by the way, with disastrous results where yep. all the test animals died. So I knew from the beginning, not because I had some fancy crystal ball and not because I'm an anti-vaxxer who is simply out to, to bring this program to a halt before it ever got started, but because anybody who could, con- knew a lick of anything about vaccinology or viruses would know coronavirus, Mm-mm. spike protein, Mm-mm. You know, mRNA, heck no. And the entire thing, doing it at operation warp speed, doing it without adequate testing, the entire thing was a recipe for a disaster, and a disaster is exactly what we've got.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, Dr. Kelly, because it's something we've not spent a lot of time on, but I think folks need to understand this. The only reason why they got to the point where they had... Uh, the mRNA to the point where they could actually inject people and have, I'm not even going to say good results because there's no good results for, for the majority of what's come out of that. But but results, I guess, maybe is the best way to say it, where they could actually at least get from one point to another was to change, if I'm not mistaken, and I'm not a doctor like you, I'm not a biologist, but to change the delivery method, the chemical, as far as the delivery method in the mRNA that Dr. Malone was actually working on originally. all. All uh, Moderna did when they came along in, in Pfizer was they changed the delivery method or the chemical they were using to deliver the said, you know, the said MRNA is not a vaccine, but the said MRNA. It, it, the problem is, to my knowledge and what I've read, the delivery system that they've used is the, is really a lot of what we're having problems with or what most people are having problems with when it comes to the jab itself. It's not necessarily the MRNA. While that's bad in and of itself, the delivery method of is also equally bad. Am I right?
4: Yes, there there are several things at play here. Number one, you are correct. mRNA is very, very fragile, and it it was unpredictable, so they created a synthetic mRNA having, unfortunately, no idea how long it would last in the body. So then on top of it, they put that synthetic mRNA in a lipid nanoparticle. Uh, Lipid nanoparticles specifically are designed because they can cross various membranes and various cells cell membranes, they get into lots and lots of organ systems. So despite the fact that we were told the mRNA would stay in your arm, it would go away within a matter, of, quote, unquote, of, of a matter of days, that's what it says on the CDC website, uh, and it wouldn't end up anywhere else, they knew uh, before these vaccines were rolled out, based on biodistribution studies, that the Synthetic mRNA, when encapsulated in one of these little lipid nanoparticles, a little fat globule, not only doesn't stay in your arm, it goes to every major yep. organ system yep. within a matter of hours. And lo and behold, it doesn't go away. It sticks around. It sticks around for at least 30 days, they knew, because that's all—that's as long as they studied I was going to say, that's all, that right. lasts, that's, that's all they knew. We know now that it lasts. That's all they knew because they stopped looking after 30 days. We know now that it lasts for months and months and months. So what you've done is everybody who's gotten one of these shots has turned their bodies into little spike protein factories. They are cranking out these toxic spike proteins. So you have mRNA that's a problem. You have lipid nanoparticles that are by themselves are toxic, wreak all kinds of havoc, particularly uh, in, in reproductive organs. And then you have these spike proteins that are, that are problematic. It is just a toxic soup. And people have been injected with this toxic soup. And I'm not sure, you know, as I've said over and over, we need an all-hands-on-deck call-to-arms to start working on the things that will yeah. actually help to mitigate Agreed. the damage done to the millions of people who have been vaccinated with these things. Yep. Uh, I, as much as I would like to be spending my days doing, and I told you so, victory lap, uh, now that I've been vindicated on, you know, so many of these things, that I said, we, we don't have time for that, John. We have got to start, roll up our sleeves and figure out what can you give people to try to either eliminate the mRNA, eliminate the nano the lipid nanoparticles, and or eliminate or degrade those toxic spike proteins. And that's what, what many of us are working on right now.
0: The other thing, too, and there's folks out there, and I, I after listening and reading and doing more studying and so on, I... I mean, I always hate to say this, and I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, and and you know me. I'm not a tinfoil hat-wearing individual. I try to look at things very, very reasonable. But there's folks out there, and I don't know that I can disagree, that will claim that the the COVID itself, you know, know, COVID-19, was a bioweapon that was purposely leaked out of a lab. I think that the other thing that they will also tell you is, and on top of that, because certain individuals knew that was going to be leaked, that the vaccine itself is also a secondary bioweapon that's been released upon the world, and all but about, uh, what, 83% or so of individuals have it. There's 17% of us that haven't, and there's folks out there that would tell you that both of them have been used as bioweapons. I don't know that I can disagree with that, Dr. Kelly.
4: Well, I could tell you that I, I cannot say with any certainty how it is that COVID got out of the lab. Uh, it, I, I do think it is irrefutable, uh, that it came from a lab. This was not a, well, if you listen
0: to the testimony it. of the old CDC director, which I'm going to play here, uh, cause you've got to leave here in about three or four minutes. I'm going to play that after you leave. And I'll tell you what. Uh, That guy will tell you that there were certain events that happened where he pretty much, this is the old CDC director at the time when all of this was going on, he's pretty confident that that thing was leaked, whether it was on purpose or accidentally, and he seems to think that given the fact that certain people got involved when they did, it was on purpose.
4: Well, it's clear, Robert Redfield, you know, his testimony was quite damning, and he's yep. saying what I've been saying from the beginning, that it is irrefutable that this was a lab-created yep. virus. It absolutely came out of the lab, and whether it was done purposely or was a result of abject incompetence, John, they need to cover, they were desperate to cover it up because U.S. fingerprints are all yep. over it. We know, and, and Redfield has acknowledged now what I said, three plus years ago which is that anthony fauci funneled u.s taxpayer dollars through the corporate the eco health alliance corporation to the lab in wuhan specifically in order to continue the gain of function research that they had started here in the u.s they had to stop it because under the obama administration obama put a moratorium on gain of function research in 2014, because it was deemed to be too dangerous, but rather than stop it, Anthony Fauci said, okay, no problem, we'll just shift it to a lab over in mm-hmm. China. And then he took U.S. taxpayer dollars, gave it to EcoHealth Alliance uh, and to Peter Daszak. And Peter Dazak then subsequently funneled it to the Wuhan Institute of Virology. It is, it is a very clear paper trail. This isn't some conspiracy. Oh, no, no. uh, That's very well known now. That's right. And now we finally have, finally, three plus years into this debacle, we have Robert Redfield standing, you know, testifying in front of Congress saying exactly what I've been saying since March of 2020.
0: All right. I know that you've got an engagement uh, here next. In fact, you, if you, can, you can talk about that for a minute or two. Let people know what you're doing next.
4: Well, well, I do a show every Wednesday um, with Dr. Drew on uh, drdrew.tv. Uh, and on Wednesdays, I invite a guest of my choice, um, generally a scientist or, or a physician or somebody who's been very involved in this. We have great in-depth discussions. Today, we're doing a special show, an extra show uh, with Pedro Gonzalez, who is the, uh, really just terrific investigative reporter who did the deep dive into the Ohio train derailment. Okay. We're going to be discussing uh, really from a public health perspective and uh, from a environmental perspective and from a human perspective what happened there uh, and really kind of tie uh, So if anyone has time to, to watch it, you can watch it later. On, all the shows are available on YouTube Perfect. or on TV, so Perfect. you can go back and watch it. But I'm doing a show Uh, in in just a few minutes with uh, Pedro Gonzalez about the oil. uh, i tell
0: you what, we'll follow up with some of that next week because that's another discussion we've not even gotten into, so I'll add that into the notes for next week. Dr. Kelly, have fun. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it very much.
4: Thanks. We'll talk to you. You bet.
0: Take care, Dr. Kelly. Again, Dr. Kelly Victory, and I've got other things to come back and comment on. I've gotten lots of text messages today, not really questions, but just really agreeing with what Dr. Kelly and I are talking about when it comes to this whole... I don't know if I want to call it debacle. This thing was planned, I believe. Uh, There's lots of reasons why I believe it was planned. I do think one of those reasons was to change the presidency of the United States of America. And if you think that there wasn't other countries that wanted to see Donald Trump gone, uh, believe you me, there were. And I think it was very uh, nefarious the way all of this went, very evil. Lots of people have not only profited, but keep in mind, there's also individuals out there that outside of profits, they hate humans they think we're the scourge of the earth they think there's far too many of us They believe that we're overpopulated as an Earth, and they would like to see some roughly 750 million to 1 billion people gone off the planet. And that is one of their goals. And there's no secrets there, folks. This is very documented public information where there are individuals out there, like Bill Gates himself, that would like to see about a billion people gone from this planet. What better way to do it than what's happened? I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. Think about what I just said. What better way to do it than what I just said? No nuclear war, n- you know, no 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 natural, you know, huge disasters of any kind, although this is a huge disaster. But think about it. If you can just eliminate a billion people by what's just happened and more will die by the way. I hate to say that and I'm very sorry to say that, but we're not done yet. We're just at the tip of the iceberg. So, trust me. It is about money, but it's just not about money. Yes, companies have gotten filthy rich over what's happened, and we need to hold them accountable, like Dr. Kelly says, because there's a lot of fraud that's been involved in what's just happened over the past two-plus years. But on top of that, on top of the money, there are very evil players out there that just want to see people eliminated. So it's not about saving one more life. It's actually the opposite. It's about eliminating one more life. We'll be right back. Hi-Fi Plumbing is next. Make sure that your plumbing needs are met. Give hi Five a call, 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE.
1: Take care of that plumbing issue. Pay the way that works for you. hi Five lets you choose between a good, better, and best fix option with tiered pricing. You have a choice on the repair they do and a say in the price you pay. No more waiting for a plumber to be finished with the job only to find out that it's going to cost double what you initially thought. That's no reason to avoid calling a plumber. On top of their good, better, best fix, Hi-Fi Plumbing offers a range of financing plans because plumbing repairs and emergencies don't wait until it's a good time for you. You can't control when you need to call a plumber, but you can control who you call. Call the plumber that meets you where you are already at. Call Hi-Fi Plumbing today and mention KLZ for $200 off a tanked water heater or $500 off a tankless water heater provided by Hi-Fi Plumbing. Now for a limited time only. Call now at 877-WE-HIGH-FIVE. That's 877-934-4445. High Five Plumbing, where every call ends with a high five.
0: All right, and you need help with your finances and the planning of down the road, the future of what you're going to do in retirement and so on. Talk to Al Smith, Golden Eagle Financial, 303-744-1128.
3: Maximize the full potential of your nest egg. Discover what a meaningful retirement means to you with a fresh look at your retirement plan from Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. Al will help you explore what's important to you in retirement by understanding what you're going to spend your time doing. Al can create a projection of where your finances are now and where they need to be. Establish your priorities for retirement that feels purposeful to you by tailoring your plan to accommodate what matters most to you. Have confidence in the longevity of your nest egg now with Al Smith of Golden Eagle Financial. That way, when you finally crack your nest egg open, you can use it to lead to the fulfilling retirement you choose. Call now at 303-744-1128, 303-744-1128, or visit klzradio.com slash money. Advisory services offered through Foundation Investment Advisors and SEC Registered Advisor.
0: All right, up next is Chess, and uh, they come alongside homeschool families and help them when it comes to the education of their kids. ColoradoHeritage.org, they got a brick and mortar school as well up in the northern Colorado area. Again, ColoradoHeritage.org.
7: Give your kids the education and experience that honors God and that is good for your children. Colorado Heritage Education School System, or CHESS, comes alongside homeschooling families, helping them to provide a Christian, conservative educational experience. They are an independent school as well as a brick and mortar school. Chess offers a variety of extracurriculars in the arts with choirs for ages K through 12, ensembles, drama classes, and art classes. They offer fun activities like a drama dinner theater and high school hangouts for the students. So there are plenty of opportunities. Open your eyes to the woke agenda being pushed in public schools and even private schools. Take back control of your child's education with Chess. This is the right education for you and your family. You can homeschool, and with Chess, you can pick your child's personalized Christian education. With over 40 classes to choose from, Chess has been helping Colorado families homeschool for over 30 years, and they can help you too. Go to coloradoheritage.org to schedule a meeting with the principal today. That's coloradoheritage.org.
8: Not only do you own your own business, but you also manage it, work for it, and run it. It makes sense that you're tired of your business running you. Change that with coaching from small business coach John Rush. When you're in that situation, you can't afford to just stop what you're currently doing. You need outside help. Otherwise, you're just putting another job on yourself. John's years of experience as the owner of a small business himself allows him to help you set realistic and attainable goals that change the way you approach your work. When you commit to working with John, he can help you make your business more profitable in six months or less. Email John Rush right now to get your operation running for you again. Set up a free 30-minute consultation at john at rushtoreason.com. That's john at rushtoreason.com. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com john.
2: This is Rush to Reason, brought
0: to you by Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. All right, we are back, Rush to in Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560. And what I was talking about with Dr. Kelly a moment ago, Dr. Robert Redfield, the former CDC director. Let me go ahead and play this for you really quick. It's about 50 seconds long. Here we go.
2: I will say, if you go back and look, it's declassified now. And I'm sure you all have your classified briefings. But the declassified information now, in September of 2019, three things happened in that lab. One is they deleted the sequences. It was highly irregular. So researchers don't usually like to do that. Second thing they did was they changed the command and control of the lab from the civilian control to the military control. Highly unusual, and I've been involved in dual-use labs when I was in the military. And the third thing they did, which I think is really telling, is they let a contractor to redo the ventilation system in that laboratory. So I think clearly there was strong evidence that there was a significant event that happened in that laboratory in September. It's now been declassified. You can read it. I'm sure there's more classified information around. So did the powers that be know
0: that that virus either leaked out purposely or accidentally? They absolutely did. For Dr. Fauci and those comrades around him, and yes, I'm calling him that on purpose, the comrades around him basically starting out with, well, we think this might have come from a you know, a jump from an animal to a human. Might have come out of the wet market over there in Wuhan, in China itself. Keep in mind, that was all of what we were being fed early on, you know, January of 2020. I remember that. Why? Because I was here every day talking about it. That's the line of BS we were being fed from the likes of Dr. Fauci, the Satan himself. Some of you may not like me calling him that. That's what he is. That guy is as evil as evil gets. And no, he is not about saving lives. Not one bit. They lied to the world. Not just the American public, but the world. They knew for a fact, without a shadow of a doubt what was going on in that lab, and what had been released from that lab, either purposely or accidentally. Now, I guess time will tell, and we may never know whether it was done on purpose or accidentally. So, food for thought. Veteran Windows and Doors is up next. Dave Bancroft, there's a 25% off deal right now on Windows and Doors. Call him today, 303-529-0720.
2: It's time to dispel the myth that Windows made from vinyl won't last. The longevity of the windows you buy depends on the quality that it is made with and the way vinyl is engineered. Veteran Windows and Doors source their windows from Provia, a manufacturer that they stand behind enough to guarantee their product for a lifetime. Their competitors claim to have the superior proprietary vinyl product because it uses 40% reclaimed wood, which is just a fancy way of saying they use sawdust. No wonder vinyl gets a bad rap. Veteran Windows and Doors windows are fiberglass reinforced, backed with a lifetime guarantee, and always meet code. The only things that matter are the U-factor, the solar heat gain coefficient, and the design pressure. That's what maintains a perfect temperature that you can enjoy as long as you live in the home when you choose Veteran Windows and Doors. Mention KLZ and receive 25% off product, material, and labor in March. And when you sign up this month, you'll receive an additional 10% off. Schedule your appointment today. 303-529-0720. That's 303-529-0720. All right,
0: Bruce Simmons is next. He is our reverse mortgage specialist. Any questions you have on reverse mortgages, Bruce is our expert. 303-467-7821.
1: There is a reverse mortgage that can work for your specific situation, even with rising interest rates. Certified reverse mortgage professional Bruce Simmons will help you understand why a proprietary reverse mortgage could make sense for your unique circumstances. The advantage is that unlike a traditional reverse mortgage, those 55 and older can qualify for a proprietary loan. Using two decades of industry experience, Bruce will go through your options, explaining the benefits of doing proprietary or a traditional reverse mortgage now and what that might look like in your future. With either loan type, you may have the option to pay off your mortgage, contributing to your retirement fund, or both, with the additional cash flow that a reverse mortgage can give you. Bruce Simmons will help you understand when and why reverse mortgage is the right choice for you with a free consultation at klzradio.com reverse. Schedule online now at klzradio.com reverse. NMLS 409914. American Liberty Mortgage is an equal housing lender.
0: K&R Home Transitions, anything about real estate, give Catherine and Robin a call today, 720-437-8210.
3: To attract the right buyer for your home, you need a complete understanding of your direct competition. Realtors Kat and Robin of K&R Home Transitions know exactly how to help you navigate selling your home in a changing market. By identifying exactly who your competition is, you'll actually go to see similar listings in your area so you know how to tailor your home sale and pricing to stick out to buyers. Kat and Robin identify the right strategies by actively monitoring your competition every day. Using real-time monitoring and the NMLS, they can give you updates on how things are changing in your area with expert guidance on how to keep your home ahead of the others. Choose the real estate team that puts you steps ahead of your competition and get two experts for the price of one. Set up your free consultation now at 720-437-8210. That's 720-437-8210. Or fill out the contact form at klzradio.com home. K&R Home Transitions, powered by Worth Clark Realty. It's time to leave your safe space.
0: This is Rush to Reason on KLZ 560. Uh, so much to talk about and so little time. Question of the day, really quick, I'll get this in. What percentage of Americans are metabolically healthy? Talked about this yesterday on Health and Wellness Wednesday. Only 12%. It's not a very high figure, by the way. Only 12%. Today's impossible question of the day. This film was released in Sweden in 2012 with a total runtime of 35 days and 17 hours. Name? The film, I never would have guessed this. this was released in Sweden of two thousand and twelve with a total run time of thirty five days and seventeen hours. If uh, Andy was reviewing that he'd have to pack a lunch several lunches by the way, so just saying speaking of we'll have movie reviews tomorrow and uh really quick, I guess I can tell you what those are going to be sixty five and champions and then during the movie rental hour we 're going to do sports comedy so be be thinking about what some of those are and if you want to text some of those in ahead of time do so. Speaking of the text line, thank you all very much, by the way, for texting in today. I think I got everybody at least responded to even if it was just a quick, you know, hey, I agree or whatever. Uh, Keep in mind, I'm usually by myself and it's hard to get everything texted back out as I'm talking at the same time. So thank you all very much for texting in. Speaking of the text line, I got an interesting text message earlier today that I will share with you as soon as we come back. So don't go anywhere. Hour number two is next. Rush to Reason, Denver's Afternoon Rush, KLZ 560.